Hello and welcome to the Green Business Podcast, a show about climate entrepreneurs and their exciting businesses. I am your host Bharti for these weekly conversations about scaling up a climate-driven business. My guest today is Rahul Dev Mandal from Nebeski Labs. Nebeski is an IoT company that helps factories cut their power costs. Their IoT edge platform Intuor collects operational data from different devices in the factory and converts it into valuable insights on machine downtime, electricity wastage and productivity. Nebeski's clients are small and medium enterprises in energy intensive industries such as steel and cooling. Prior to founding Nebeski, Rahul worked with TCS as a software engineer and later with global asset management company BNY Mellon as an analyst. He is from Jharkhand but is currently based in Chennai and is loving it. Hello Rahul, welcome to the show. Looking forward to our conversation today. Thank you. Thank you Bharti for a wonderful introduction. Uh, definitely looking forward to this session. Uh, Rahul Nebeski is a very interesting name. It uh, stands for Galaxy of Stars, right? Uh, tell us yes. the story behind this name. So when we started looking for the name, uh, the whole idea, I mean, the whole idea inception of the idea itself was to have a you know, platform where we can connect all the devices and uh, it can be any electrical devices with which we can monitor. And this whole idea transpired and when we were searching for the name and looking for the name, uh, just Nebisky came across, we realized the meaning of it and then we thought it's just a perfect fit. So it means celestial bodies and all these celestial bodies are, you know, connected to each other. So we felt that, you know, why not to build a world of connected things through IoT and in 2016-17, that was just, this India was just picking up with this the concept of IoT and Industry 4.0. So that's when we, we also started this journey and you know the, the name has stuck with us since then. Yeah, it's a it's a wonderful name. And uh, what does Nebeski Lab do? So uh, we are uh, we currently we help industries to uh, digitize their infrastructure. And when I say industries, it includes all the stakeholders in this industry. So it, it is the consultants, the OEMs who provide the machines for factories and then the factories and the buildings who have so many electrical assets uh, uh, which are not being monitored and which again leads to a lot of wastages. So predominantly right now what we are working is on you know collecting and digitizing these assets uh, but when we started off in 2016 it was more of an, a smart home product uh, but the focus was on energy saving uh, but we quickly realized that you know the economics of saving for a smart home market is not there and we shifted uh, from there to more of a uh, of a commercial building uh, segment uh, where we the, the economics was working out so but that time also we were just monitoring devices like fan lights and ac anything which is like a uh, small commercial devices uh, things like that mm-hmm. and uh, we got few customers as well uh, in that in that segment we got a uh, commercial uh, uh, building such as uh, few factories uh, sorry few residential uh, residential areas the common area lighting is again a commercial building that happens uh, we got few clinics and uh, some stores as well as a nationalized bank so in that in that whole process we were we were we were seeing that you know we are only monitoring uh, 20% of the total consumption and mm-hmm. uh, there are 80% of the total consumption that is happening it can be through a motor or a pump like in case of a the residential building we, we figured that there are so many motors which we are not able to monitor because of our limitation in the technology 
Hmm. And and during the same time, uh, I was there in one of the event in uh, Hubli. So we are incubated in Hubli. We were incubated at that time in Hubli in 2018. And at the same time, I happened to meet uh, some of the you know industry leaders and uh, you know MP Vehicle CEO as well as Jyoti Labs Managing Director of that time. And they invited us. So they liked the idea of energy management, and they invited us uh, to their factory. One is in uh, Bangalore, and one was in Coimbatore. So when we visited these factory, that was like the the point of uh, you know we we went back to our drawing board. We realized that what we have developed doesn't make an economic sense uh, for factories or any commercial building, and where the actual requirement lies is in the factories and uh, large commercial buildings, uh, from where uh, a lot of savings could lead to real. a uh, good monetary benefit for these organization so it was a shift from a nice to have product in 2016 to mm-hmm. must have product to somewhere around in 2018 19 and since then we have worked more with the factories and the buildings where you have these smart meters you have these bfds and in this whole in this whole pivot model uh, that has happened it has also happened like in, at every junction uh, the competency that is required in the co-founding team Uh, yes. uh that was filled that void was filled so uh, you know when we went to monitoring we realized that me and anik when we started this uh, we didn't have any uh, experience as such in 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 the factories or the buildings or energy monitoring even knowing the concept we can build an iot product but the use cases the requirement that is there in the market some experienced person or someone who has already have felt that problem or you know have seen that market uh, that was required and this happened this this missing link was also filled in somewhere around 2019 when we got chaitanya and ayan so chaitanya is very well versed with energy monitoring concept and he could build the product in we can build the product in that way and when ayan came in he already was having a experience of system integrator in an automation company so he already had 10 years of experience in that he had seen the industry in and out uh and and he gave us the insight that you know see from the perspective of the the system integrators who are actually going and del- delivering the solution and from the perspective of consultant who regularly engage with these factories and the buildings to you know help them optimize the operation and they have lot of other problems so they had don't have any tool where they can see the data and do a proper analysis and give more concrete finding to their customer uh, system integrators were also had troubles in you know uh, uh, servicing the customer so there were already an infrastructure available from where you can easily uh, scale up to a more tech support or a digitized tech support system but right. that gap wasn't filled so we we come into that gap where we are enabling every stakeholders by providing a platform to you know adopt the technology and help their business cases so in case of an oem it is more of a you know asset management and a tech support for their customer in case of a factory and a building owners it is more of an uh, iot ems and the predictive maintenance that is of more use and in case of a system integrator again it's more of a tech support and automation that they can build on top of the solution so it, it was quite a, a huge pivot for us as well from 2016 to what we are doing right now in 2021 okay so so let me get this correct so you started as a as a company that was providing home automation products and then you moved on to working with uh, small and medium enterprises and and the way the, the where the business is right now you are working with uh, you know factories directly you are also working with oems who are providing these machines and you are also working with uh, intermediaries who are anyways yes. keeping 
such companies right yes 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 absolutely okay. correct okay and then so does that mean you have you know three different products to cater to each of this segment uh, no uh, so that's where the usp lies so we have one platform which caters to all the segment so at the end of the day we expertise in the data data collection part so the data the devices remain same uh, irrespective of any industry or maybe a building so the, those devices remain same so we expertise in collecting the data from the vfds plcs and other uh, devices that is available in the uh, premise uh, after that the second layer comes is the software layer so at the software layer at the dashboard layer uh, we have introduced something where you can customize your dashboard by yourself so uh, we don't have to do the customization you can do it by yourself the data again remains the same so it's a one platform wherein all these stakeholders uh, can customize their dashboard as per their requirement okay uh, okay so it's one platform which can be used by the companies as well as by the intermediaries and also by the oems yes also by the oems okay okay uh, so so this is uh, this platform can be used across industries then right yes across industries okay okay so so when we look at iot companies actually there are very few of them but when we see them uh, we see that many of them are speci- specializing uh, you know some of them specialize as per the end clients maybe hospitals oil and gas and some of them also specialize you know in terms of what they would uh, you know what they would save such as water uh, so so from whatever we spoke i understood that you are not building any such um, domain uh, expertise right uh, so so how how are you able to then maintain a very different model from what people are doing currently so for the domain knowledge uh, so we do have the market understanding and the, but the, from the domain specific uh, knowledge for that we are relying more on our uh, partners or the entrepreneurs uh, they can be consultants who are doing energy management and so they need the data so we we the, at the end of the day the factory will be engaging with their own consultants whom they have been working with and they they can use their domain expertise there to to give more meaningful insight with the data that we can provide to them so that's how we are uh, evolving as we are seeing the market so our idea is to have everyone in the same boat so as i said every stakeholders we we want to touch upon the problem of every stakeholders so currently there are close to 30 thousand to 40000 energy auditors in india and this numbers are increasing day by day uh, mm-hmm. there is a huge push from the government there is a huge push from the cii and they keep doing the certifications uh, for energy auditors every 3 month so in in another 2 to 3 years there will be a scenario where you will be seeing these energy auditors and consultants and manager they will be playing the same role what a ca plays in a current uh, mm-hmm. uh, system okay. where there are some certain financial uh, you know uh, things that they handle it right for your company yes. now they when they do so they need a tool to do so uh, so they they might be using the you know traditional excel sheet or they might be using any of the tools like tally or zoho books there are so many of the other crm i mean other uh, uh, saas products mm-hmm. on that as well yes so we so at the end of the day we are we are trying to be those tool company where you can easily plug and play get the data and you know do the audit for your organization and if you see the policy changes that has happened after the 2016 paris uh, agreement uh, 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 india has adopted for smart meters uh, by 2025 uh, that is the goal and we are actually going at a very good pace on that 
and then uh, apart from that uh, there are a lot of policies where they are giving incentives to msmes as well as large enterprise to go for energy efficiency thing uh, vfd has proven to be very you know effective in a energy efficiency uh, so it is going to stay in the market for a long time and, uh, and and it has the communication capability so all these things we see a market in a very different domain uh, we see that if we connect all the stakeholders at one platform it, and make the job easier and we don't have to get we won't be restricted to one domain there are so many domain expert why not utilize their their expertise and why not to build a platform where they can you know uh, help others as well you know in 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 by sharing their knowledge so that is the idea right so you are bringing a very interesting insight rahul uh, what you are saying is that instead of directly engaging with the customers uh, there is already a, a, a developed ecosystem of consultants and energy auditors so you are going to sell your product to them and then they can in turn customize it uh, to meet their needs yes right yes. okay so how does the business model work then do these consultants pay you um, when they generate a lead or, or is it a subscription that they take and how do you control their usage so uh, we have two models one wherein uh, the company the consultant company or the system integrator company they go and directly build the customer and they and we build the system integrator so it's a very much like their own customers and they are buying the product from us and delivering it to someone else so that is one of the model that we work uh, in there uh, uh, the all the scope of customer relationship management also rely i mean lies on them the other model is like uh, we have got a customers and we are looking for part energy partners or, or you know auditors in that particular location so we try to reach out to energy auditors and ask them if you can you know see it with we have the data you have to analyze it and if if there if 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 things goes well we shake hand and you know uh, we we pay for them their uh, uh, consultancy charges and if they are generating the lead again uh, whatever the commissions or base price whatever is agreed upon that is being shared so uh, it's very flexible again uh, if you have a lead bring it to us if we have a lead we bring it to you so it's it works both the way okay no i was wanting to understand if it is a product sale or a subscription model so you are saying it's both is it it's a subscription plus product sale so there is a hardware component that is there and uh, right now uh, uh, we are not giving that hardware into a subscription we are giving that hardware as a as a product thing and then there is an annual amc for the uh, customers uh, who will be paying for the data subscription so for every year they have to pay close to 45 to 30 rupees per parameter and it depends on the number of parameters that you are monitoring okay and and if the intermediary is taking that service then he pays you for those parameters yes yes so again there is a uh, yeah so if an intermediary is taking our services in that case uh, uh, we will be charging them and they will be charging their own customers right right so uh, so this is a business round where you are making smes pay for their energy efficiency and uh, and it's a first is it's a b2b sales so that that itself has a long cycle and on top of that making smes buy anything um, uh, it's not easy they are highly cost conscious uh, so how do you how are you navigating this how are you able to sell to smes 
so uh, first few years was very difficult uh, uh we used to be considered as any other automation company and without any portfolio so most of the automation <coughs> companies that are there in the market they have at least 10 15 years of experience and a huge portfolio ah. so that was initial days it was difficult and that was the main reason that we pivoted into more of a uh, distribution model where uh these automation companies who already have uh, uh good portfolio and a good reputation with their companies uh, with their customers and uh, uh, and you wanted to explore more on from their customer base as well uh, so so invariably where uh, initial uh, uh, cycle for when we were doing the direct sale uh, it was close to 6 months in certain cases it has been 9 months as well uh after a lot lot of meetings after a lot of sometimes convincing uh, that ah. you know we can deliver it because uh, the product is stable you don't worry about the product so that is the initial challenge which every startup face right so they they'll be thinking whether the product is stable or not so uh, it took us a long time lot of demo happened and then only we were, we got the first purchase order and the entire first purchase order cycle for a factory was uh, exactly 9 months and at the same time what we saw from the distribution model was it was hardly taking 3 months uh, if it is a uh, uh, you know direct push like if the seller i mean the intermediary is directly reaching out to the factory and if it is the inquiries coming from them it hardly takes uh, you know uh, 45 to 60 days to close the deal so there again uh, if if the distributor or the authorized business partner uh, uh, they play a very key role in the whole sales cycle as well as you know having having the customers and delivering the solution Hmm. Okay, so you're saying uh, going through the distributors has worked for you uh, because uh, it reduces the sales cycle, uh, right? Yes. Okay, and uh, uh, you know, for for the customers uh, who are who are buying uh, these uh, energy saving software, uh, for them, how does it work out in terms of break even? Or or can you take us through some of the uh, insights that you may have got from the work that you have done already? Yes. So, uh, break-even is always a cost. I mean, always a discussion that comes whenever yeah. it comes to an IoT product for factories. So, um, I'll give you both the side of the coin. So, from the perspective of uh, IoT monitoring system, uh, we see it as an operation cost. It's it's our understanding that it's an operation cost because for monitoring you will require someone to do that. The second aspect comes is like that taking that path towards energy efficiency. for example uh, in one of the factories uh, we were able to identify that some of the machines which are running are uh, running idle and uh, automation can help them to reduce the cost and in one of the machine they were losing somewhere around 3000 a month so that was the approx calculation cost that came up now it's the onus on the factory owner and the floor manager to adopt the insights that we are giving hmm. now if you go on to adopt such insights then definitely uh, uh, you know uh, you can make the uh, investment count into the picture and the roi makes more sense in that case but only from the perspective of just monitoring and expecting an roi uh, is something that we we give it a, a, a heads up to to our customer itself that you know you have to commit yourself for energy management if you are uh, you know coming and monitoring the data you have to take action as well if there are variances then you have to take action to reap the benefit of that data so again it varies uh, in in one of the factory uh, they went on with some of the automation and they were able to you know uh, uh, see that they'll break even somewhere around close to 14 months 
and in in one of the bank uh, where it was just a simple automation again uh, they were able to have a roi of less than 12 months so again it varies from building to building factories to factories and what type of variance that is happening and and uh, lastly rahul uh, profitability is a big question for many iot companies uh, you know b- because there is a there is a fixed cost of setting the uh, uh, infrastructure for analyzing uh, things and then it takes time for the volumes to pick up so where are you in this journey and what do you think you know what would be that scale where you would be profitable uh, so for if so again there are two uh, different aspect of the cost for iot companies Huh. Uh, one is definitely the hardware uh, where lot of effort goes on engineering and and lot of effort goes on r&d and as well as there are challenges in manufacturing in india so that is one part of it the other part of it is the cloud computing cost now uh, hardware uh, most often uh, even this is what mistake we had done earlier as well we had spent lot of time and effort in you know making that hardware device initially and our initial contribution or initial effort on the cloud side was like just to get the data and show the data and do all the analysis that is there in the data but the cost of the cloud was exponential for us and that's where the profitability and or this is what most of the iot companies have you know faced uh, that the cloud costs are exponential and once you start getting millions and millions of data you know it it increases day by day so we shifted to a model where we are de- we are getting the data from the iot devices and and giving it to the cloud to uh, edge computing model and uh, and this is this is something very different uh, from what you normally do with an iot device which is sending the data directly to the cloud so most of our analysis and most of the you know computation that is happening is happening at the edge level and that's the reason the operation cost for us per parameter wise is close to you know the the, the customers just have to pay 45 rupees per parameter in a year and if you take the closest competitors they will be paying uh, they they are charging close to uh, you know uh, 1200 uh, to even uh, 2400 depends on the, what type of brand and what company you are taking the product so in that aspect what we have done more on the side is like if you see the scale from the cloud infrastructure side if i see the current infrastructure that is there uh, I, that can handle up to 100 customer and that's where we will be very comfortable with you know paying the monthly bills for our cloud computing then other aspect is the hardware side so right now we are directly charging so there we are profitable uh, we are directly charging for the hardware uh, sometimes we give it at a at a same, same price and sometimes we we definitely make some profit there as well so again from the hardware Side to be profitable, we need at least thousand, ten thousand hubs to be manufactured at once. So, from the scale perspective, again, uh, it's very difficult to answer that what scale will break yeah. in. uh because again the cloud cost is variable the hardware again when you achieve economies of scale the cloud cost will be different so those are the things okay so what i understood it you know what i understood from this is that um, so there are two types of costs here one is the cloud cost um, or the uh, you know the software related cost which would Uh, which would even out only when you have a larger scale which is whatever 10000 customers or whatever number of customers it is but you have uh, brought your computing cost down because you are doing it locally as against doing it on the cloud and uh, and for the iot uh, the hard you know the hardware devices uh, there also uh, uh, you are able to recover the cost somewhat right yes okay okay and uh, uh, okay and the last question so uh, 
so would you want to keep focusing on smes only because it is a difficult market to crack you don't want to go and start uh, targeting large companies who are more conscious of energy savings who has who have sdg objectives etc uh so uh, uh recently we have uh, got a uh, order from a global company they are pvp manufacturer so we are doing with it so it's not we are restricting ourselves to sme we are definitely going to the uh, large oems as well and uh, you know large enterprises as well uh, both the markets uh, but the focus is again uh, to uh, reach out to all of these through through the distributors itself and so our current plan and current uh, uh you know focuses on building that channel partners and distribution partners uh, pan india to ensure that you know we can deliver the product you know anywhere through a partner so this is where we are focusing now in in through those channel partners if a large enterprise is coming good if a small enterprise is also coming good i mean we don't restrict those and but the focus entirely is on the building that channel partner okay that's an excellent thought rahul what you are saying is that you will first build the distribution network and you you are not looking at going to customers directly you feel that this is a more uh, scalable approach yes yes okay okay rahul thank you so much for your time i enjoyed talking to you and look forward to conversing with you again thank you thank you so much thank you for listening to the green business podcast this show is brought to you by fine train an advisory firm that supports green businesses in fundraising You can read more on us on finechain.com. Thanks again and see you next time.